welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Jeff Poling. And I'm Colin Schaffsberger. On tonight's show, we have our featured music, your LGBTQ news headlines, and the LGBTQ area event calendar. But first, uh, we're going to start with our producer, Ryan Shaddy, with this week's um, news headlines. All right. Good evening, gentlemen. In the national news, Housing and Urban Development Secretary Dr. Ben Carson will reportedly speak to a global conference of anti-LGBTQ activists in Hungary. The World Congress of Families, or WCF, is an annual event attended by anti-gay activists from around the world. And a press release for this year pledges to launch a new global pro-family alliance of countries dedicated to defending marriage and the family. At last year's event in Moscow, WCF delegates backed the rollout of Russian-style gay propaganda laws. The resolution called for a ban on all types of media concerning homosexual relationships in order to protect children across the world. Dr. Carson was appointed by Trump despite his long history of homophobic remarks, comparing gay people to pedophiles and insisting that prisons prove being gay is a choice. During his confirmation hearing, he doubled down on his past comments Attacking, attacking, quote, extra rights or gay people. According to the Southern Poverty Law Center, the topic of Dr. Carson's speech for the WCF is not listed. In other national news, the NBA has decided to allow Charlotte to host the 2019 All-Star Game, despite North Carolina's anti-LGBTQ amendment to House Bill 2. Charlotte was to host the 2017 All-Star Game, but the event was pulled due to House Bill 2, a law that prohibited transgender individuals from using the restrooms and locker rooms matching their gender identity in government-owned buildings. Charlotte Hornets owner Michael Jordan said, quote, We look forward to serving as, a ho- as host for NBA All-Star Game 2019 and welcoming all visitors and guests to our Spectrum Center, end quote. In the local news, a panel of three judges for the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals examined Monday whether Indiana discriminates by not recognizing two married women as parents on their children's birth certificates without having to adopt. The same-sex couple's case argued that parental recognition should be a benefit from the U.S. Supreme Court's marriage equality ruling in 2015, similar to how married opposite-sex couples are often treated, where the husband can be presumed to be the father. Referring to the Indiana statute on birth certificates, Judge Diane S. Sykes said, Quote, the statute creates a paternity presumption that just is impossible in same-sex marriage situation. End quote. The Seventh Circuit is taking the case under advisement and may rule at a later date. And finally, in global news, a Taipei court on Wednesday ruled in favor of allowing same-sex marriage, paving the way for Taiwan to become the first nation in Asia to legalize same-sex unions. Taiwan's top court gave the legislator two years to amend the country's civil code. While Indonesia arrests and beats gay people, Singapore criminalizes gay sex, and China cracks down on LGBTQ organizing. Taiwan has taken steps toward equality. In Taipei, activists will now turn their attention to shaping how legislators interpret the ruling and what that means for same-sex couples and families. And those are your weekly LGBTQ plus news headlines. For News Director Noel Phillips, I'm producer Ryan Shaddy, and now we will turn it over to JP and Colin uh, for tonight's interview. And thank you, Ryan, for this week's LGBTQ news headlines. And tonight we have two special guests joining us uh, this evening. The first will be Lavender Country's Patrick Haggerty. Following Patrick, we will speak with a couple of members of Spencer Pride about this year's Spencer Pride Festival. Patrick Haggerty is the lead singer and guitarist of country music's Lavender Country. He was born in Port Angeles, Washington. After college, he joined the Peace Corps, but was subsequently discharged in 1966 for being gay. Lavender Country formed in 1972 and had the first known gay-themed album in country music history in 1973. 
After disbanding Lavender Country in 1976, Haggerty continues to work as a gay rights and anti-racism activist. In 2000, Lavender Country released a five-song EP, Lavender Country Revisited. The band reunited briefly, and a 2012 compilation album titled Strong Love, Songs of Gay Liberation, 1972-1981, featured one of their songs. More recently, Haggerty recorded a story for StoryCorps about coming out to his father in 1959, which was adapted into an animated short film, The Saint of Dry Creek, in 2015. And finally, last year, Dan Taberski directed a short film titled These Bleep-Sucking Tears, which starred Haggerty and told the story of his life and career. Uh, Patrick, we are happy to have you this evening. Thank you uh, for joining us. Welcome to Bloomington, and welcome to Blooming Out. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Um, I did, we did Bloomington last year, and I'm, I was such a geographic bigot that I could not comprehend anything like Bloomington, Indiana being the fabulous venue that it was. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you yeah, that you was that was a wonderful surprise for me, and it caused me to clean up my own bigotry. <laughs> uh, um. I'm very excited to be back. A Bloomington gig last year was a highlight for the band. It's like we wanted to come back really bad, so we were just jumping for joy when we got another opportunity. We're so here we are. More yeah, really we're back. so excited that you're back. So are we. And um, we, we've heard rave reviews of your performance at the back door, and um, so this is a repeat performance. Tonight, you're going to be at the back door again. I am. I, all I have to do is stay on my feet and allow Norma Desmond to surface. And <laughs> I have a great band backing me up, so not to worry. Norma and the band will take it, I hope. That's <laughs> perfect. So 1973 is when this all began, when you guys started. And it... And you re you had a re-release in in 2014 of Lavender Country. Can you kind of fill us in a little bit about what what happened from that point to get to this point? I know just a just a short little. Um, that's a good one. the The recent rise of Lavender Country, of course, doesn't have anything to do with. The content of Lavender Country is the same as it was 45 years ago. Mm -hmm. the, the difference has been the cultural shift that's occurred. The <clears throat> when we made Lavender Country, it was true, and we knew that we were dead in the water. Like, except for the few gay liberation activities that we could perform Lavender Country at. Nobody was interested or wanted to hear us. And um, that was a sadness that we knew at the time. And we were, okay, nobody's going to listen to this but us, but we made it for us anyway. And, you know, if it dies, it dies, so what? And that was, a, that was certainly my attitude. Um, so when it came screaming back to life in 2013 with the reissue, it was... A shock to my system. <laughs> sure. Things had changed a lot. And, uh, and Lavender Country jumped back to life. And, and I lived long enough to see it. <laughs> 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 so that, that was the beauty of that one. <laughs> for, for anyone that hasn't um, seen some of the, the, the videos and some of your, your music and everything, I strongly recommend... The, the animated short film that, oh, that tells mm. the story. Can you, can you briefly just kind of mention what that's all about? <clears throat> yeah, and for all sissies everywhere in 1955, especially rural sissies, I had the blessing from heaven or the universe or whatever you want to call it to have the most magnificent father possible. Um, and people ask me how, how it came to be that I wrote the first Gay Country album. And the short answer is, 
My dad said I could. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how often do you hear that, huh? Right. Well, it, it's a huge advantage, right? Because if you're nine or ten years old and you're wearing a, a, a bailing twine wig <laughs> so you can play kid long hair with your sister, and, and your dad is the one that helped you make the wig, right? It just put it just put you light years ahead. Just sure. I escaped so much in the 1950s in rural America when really vicious, ugly, demeaning things were happening to mm-hmm. gay kids, mm-hmm. and a lot of it perpetrated by their fathers. I escaped. I was oblivious to it all. Mm. It was like I only had one dad. And we were isolated in the country and stuck there working and farming. And I had really had no idea who my father was until I grew up. And, of course, by that time, he was already dead. So I wasn't able to appreciate how valuable my father was uh, till he died. But the, the story is that my dad knew that I wasn't going to be a farmer. <laughs> Because I was really bad at it, <laughs> and uh, he went, so that meant that I needed to go to college. And one of the th- one of the things that you do when you go to college is try and get a scholarship. And to get a scholarship, you run for a student body office, so you can put that in your like credentials. So he said that I needed to do that. So I decided to run for head cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Uh, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, so it comes the day of the assembly, and I had the banker's daughter, who was the queen of this senior girl's clique, and ran the high school with an iron fist. I had her be my campaign manager. I wasn't stupid, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so between Sherry Hunt and I, we had this like covered, right? Um, because everybody in the school had to do what Sherry said. And um, I was riding to school, and I was putting on my outfit for the assembly, which consisted of this huge lipstick smile from ear to ear, huge, inches deep, with glitter all over my face. And I was riding to school with my brother because I wanted to get to, my older brother, he had a job in town, I wanted to get to high school early. So my brother said, what are you doing? I said, I'm putting on my costume. And he said, I wouldn't be caught dead walking into the high school looking like that. And I said, well, John, you wouldn't be caught dead running for head cheerleader either, so what's the deal? And I don't care. And I hopped out of the car, and I went into the high school. And my brother ran to a telephone, and he called my father. And he said, Dad, you got to get up there. They're going to kill him. <laughs> if you don't get up there and ain't afraid, you're going to have... There's going to be blood in the hall. My father had half his teeth, and he wore Farmer Brown overalls, and there were cow crap up to the knees, and he had clodhopper boots and wispy hair, and he looked a lot like Pa Kettle. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't Pa Kettle, but he looked a lot like Pa Kettle. And of course, I was Mr. Popular, petty bourgeois bound, and here come Pa Kettle down the hall, and I did not need Pa Kettle raining on my parade, right? (laughs) I was embarrassed of my father. I hate to tell that part, but I was. And so I ducked him, and he saw me. So we had the pep assembly, and Sherry Phillips whipped everybody into shape, and it was clear that I was going to win this election for head cheerleader, and we're, we're riding home. And my father said to me, I thought I saw a kid look just like you duck out on his own father this morning, but I know it wasn't you because you'd never do that to your own dad. Hmm. And I was speechless, of course, and he said, sure, I'm glad it wasn't you that ducked out on your own dad. And I said, Dad, did you have to wear your cow crap pants to my pep assembly? (laughs) (laughs) 
And he said, listen, I'm a dairy farmer. This is who I am. This is what I do. I'm proud of who I am and I'm proud of what I do and I don't have time to change my past just to come pick you up at the high school. Hmm. Now then, let's talk about you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Were you proud of yourself up there on that stage with that lipstick and glitter all over your face? Were you proud of yourself? And I said, well, I think I'm going to win. And he said, I think you're going to win too, but that's not what I asked you. I asked you if you were proud of yourself. And I didn't know what to say. And he said, when you go to the University of Washington drama school, who are you going to go out with at night? And I said, I don't know. And he said, that's a lie. I think you do know. And it's not going to be that McLaughlin girl I've been trying to get you to date. But you won't <laughs> even pick up the phone. I know it ain't going to be her. I was speechless. And he said, you know my health is failing, and you know I'm not going to be here that long. And you know when you're an adult, I'm not going to be here to help you with this stuff. I said, yeah, Dad, I know, I know. He said, well, I'm going to tell you something now, and it won't, might not mean anything to you now, but when you grow up, you're going to remember what I'm going to tell you. And I'm assigning you that task of remembering what I'm going to say to you right now. Okay. Whoever you go out with at the University of Washington drama school at night, don't sneak like you did today. Because if you sneak, it means you think you're doing the wrong thing. And if you spend your life thinking you're doing the wrong thing, you'll ruin your immortal soul. (laughs) And, uh... Whoa, right? Right. So, like, it's 1959, and Pa Kettle is telling me this in a hayfield in rural Washington State. Wow. Who gets that, right? Who gets that? Who gets that? Right. right. So when people ask me how it came to pass that I wrote the first gay country album, I go, my dad, my dad said I could. You know, with a dad like that, don't you think I owed him? Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, we'll get back to that story in just a second. Uh, but it's time for our first music break uh, of the evening. Um, so, Patrick, could you, right before we play the song, could you just tell us a little bit about the, the song Lavender Country? Yeah. Lavender, <coughs> Lavender Country is the, the headliner song of the album. And I could not have written Lavender Country without the transsexual person who was living with me at the time, and her name was Sandra Otaker. She was Japanese-American transitioning from male to female. And I happened to be living in the same collective with her when I was writing Lavender Country. And she was highly influential in the the making of Lavender Country. And she insisted that I address the topic. And that's what Lavender Country is. It's a place where gender is fluid, where it doesn't matter, where everyone is same regardless of gender identity or sexual orientation. It's a a mythical land where we're all trying to go to lavender country. Well, thank you. Thank you for for being in Bloomington, um, bringing lavender country to Bloomington. Patrick, let's listen to the song. Come out, come out, my dear, still. 
song Lavender Country and we're here in the studio um, with um, Patrick and Patrick Haggerty um, and let's let's get back to that yeah so Patrick we you were talking about the the the, the beginning the, the the roots of 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 Lavender Country um, you guys are, are moving full speed ahead these days you're telling me as far as everything you're doing right now <sighs> Way way faster than my my seventy three year old body would like. <laughs> <laughs> right now we're doing a little tour of the Midwest. We did um, three shows in Cincinnati Tuesday and Wednesday. We're doing the back door in Bloomington tonight. Yes, yeah. yay! We're really looking forward to that. <laughs> we're we're playing a nice show in uh, benefit show in St Louis on Friday, and we're one of the can't believe I'm saying this, but one of one of the headliners at Westport Music Festival in Kansas City on Saturday. Following, we're going to Nashville, and Nashville Pride is giving me an award, a Pathfinder Award, and uh, we're doing a Lavender Country show in Nashville uh, on the 25th of June. Um, We've got some stuff going up in Chicago in September, Madison, Minneapolis. Some several things at home. Some stuff in Portland. We're moving. We're moving pretty fast. Uh, probably the what some people might think they, is the most interesting thing that's happening with the Lavender Country story right now. And again, I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth, but apparently it's true. Um, there's a man named Rob Connolly, and he's a Hollywood director. And it is his intention, and he is literally working on it now, it is his intention to do a full-length feature film with noted actors, Big budget, blah, 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 blah. Lavender uh, Country's going to Hollywood! <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah. Rob Conley intends to do a, a feature film of mm -hmm. my life and the Lavender Country story. So um, 
if he gets it done and the film does what he hopes it'll do, then I don't know what'll happen. I'd probably change our lives forever. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, I mean, that's huge that it, there's it, a Hollywood movie being made about it, your life. <laughs> I know, like, those, I'm like, those words just like tumble out of my mouth. I'm going, this is not happening to me. If somebody else is saying this, I'm, it, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around the fact that that's real and it's happening and I've, I've signed a contract and Rob is literally writing the screenplay as we speak. And because they want to feature the first gay, the first known gay themed re record in country music, basically. They're looking for a rabble rouser for some <laughs> kind of reason. Well, congratulations. Yeah, That's exciting no, news. Wow. So it's, honey, it's over the top. <laughs> uh huh. But. <clears throat> Other things are happening with Lavender Country. With the most, in, in true, I might be able to write some of the soundtrack for the movie. Whoa, that'd be fun. Um, somebody's got to play me at the end of my life, which will be a short part of the movie. Most of it's going to be about me making Lavender Country. And I can't play me at 23 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be the juicy hmm. role for somebody. Um, Justin Bieber? No, I, I'm just kidding. I, I'm, ex <laughs> I'm excited about that because the person who has to play me has to be a dweeb and a tweet and can't be hunky and beautiful. <laughs> and it, they, they've got to have horn-rimmed glasses and weigh <laughs> 120 pounds. And... Um, and not be gorgeous, because that's who I was. And that's going to be a marvelous opportunity for some struggling actor in Hollywood to be able to jump into that role, even though they're not the hunk of Hollywood. And of course, lots of people in Hollywood who are really good actors who are not hunks want a nice role, you know? So I get to give somebody that's... <laughs> Not gorgeous, a really juicy role, and I'm I'm loving that. That'll be fun. I hope they pick some screaming twit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and we're gonna get right back to the story. We've got to do the top of the hour really quickly. You're listening to listener-supported WFHB broadcasting in Bloomington, Bedford, Ellettsville, and Nashville. Community radio for South Central Indiana, and online at wfhb.org. Here in Bloomington, it's 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Tonight, the low will get down to 54. Tomorrow on Friday, it'll be nice and sunny with a high of 79 and a low of 64. Tomorrow night, and a 20% chance of rain. On Saturday, the high is going to be 80 with a 50% chance of showers and likely showers tomorrow on Saturday night and a low of 65 degrees. So overall, a pretty nice and warm, rainy weekend. Now we're getting back to the show. Well, thank you. We are back with um, Patrick Haggerty from Lavender Country. We are thrilled to have Patrick in the studio before their long-awaited performance at the back door tonight. And we have been talking about their career what they've been through, and you guys really have been through a lot, and you you are an activist. There was no other choice, right, in 1973. I, I can't imagine what it would have been like to just want to sing music about your life and then and and record companies or you know whatever the public are just freaked out by that. They're like, but but that's gay. That's that's not what people want to hear. But obviously it, it 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 has been. When I was making Lavender Country, I was having the push pull decision about whether I was going to try being an actor, singer going to Hollywood or Nashville and try my luck at that, which I had a passion to do, or whether I was going to choose a life of activism 
And that was a hard choice. And I struggled with it for a while. And activism won out. And I've never regretted that decision. But of course, when I knew when I made the decision to be an activist and write Lavender Country as an activist, that I was going to be dead in the water as any kind of musician anywhere. And I, hey, I cried my tears about it and I chose activism and I never looked back. That's how it was. This is the way the world is. Suck it up, kid. So what? Nobody's going to hear you after you make Lavender Country and you're not going to have a career as an actor or singer. It's not possible. You outed yourself way too far. Nobody will touch you with a 10-foot pole. You made this decision with your eyes open. Be happy with your decision. Live with it. And I was happy with my decision, and I did live with it for 40 years. But now, <laughs> it turns out, uh, and this is the juicy part of the story. It's not, it's not my uh, rise to whatever fame I've risen to. That's the juicy part of the story for me. The juicy part of the story for me is I've risen to, to fame and acclaim being an activist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. 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 And I got to do both in my life. And I'm going yeah. to Nashville to do Lavender Country uncompromised. And they, I get to shove myself down Nashville's throat <laughs> whether they like it or not and do and be the activist. And now I get to use my art to continue my activist cause, which is this decision that I made in the first place, right? So it's like, oh my God, you get to combine your art and your activism after all. Right. And the culture is fixing to let you do that. It's like, <laughs> The, Whoopie-doo. The culture is screaming for it now. The culture is yes. screaming for it now, yeah. They are really screaming for it. And so I get to do that, and I get to, as I, as I say, I get to do it uncompromised, saying exactly what I said when I made Lavender Country. It was it, very radical when I made it. Now the very radicalness of Lavender Country is the backbone of what's driving it forward. Everyone is drawn to the activism involved in the Lavender Country story. And, hey, we're in a battle for our lives. We all know that. I mean, this is a serious time for all LGBTQ people, all people of color, all trans people, all Syrians, all Mexicans. We're all under the gun. This is a fight for our lives. And there's been enough recognition of everybody who's in the working class who's been discriminate, discriminated against. We're all like hooking up together. Mm -hmm. Like I did a Lavender Country show as a benefit for an immigrant family who was looking for money for to pay their legal fees to stay in the country. It's mm -hmm. like, are you kidding me? A Mexican family fighting for their, their right to stay in the country wants a Lavender Country show mm -hmm. to push <laughs> their cause forward? I never could have dreamed, right? It's so wonderful. Um, and so all that movement stuff is um, happening around Lavender Country and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't you have to be gay to, to like Lavender Country. You just need to get it about what we all need to be doing right now. And that's what every, everybody wants to use Lavender Country as a, as a battle cry for to move their cause forward. Well, honey, that's why I wrote it in the first <laughs> place, right? Right. So to have all that stuff coming now, to nearing the end of my life, we don't know how long I'm going to be, but it's not going to be 50 years. Um, it's, just a, it's just a dazzling dream come true. 
to be able to take myself uncompromised into the into into the heart of the music industry and shake it up shake is, it up educate us uh, uh, just a a privilege beyond my wildest expectations patrick we cannot thank you enough for being here tonight we are so excited to go and see you at the back door literally right across the street oh uh, i'm very excited too I'm going to have to pop me some Red Bull or something to stay <laughs> on my feet. But never mind, darling. I'll slug it down. A little bit. <laughs> so the, the show tonight at the back door, Lavender Country, will be performing. The show begins at 8.30, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Yeah. And um, you have a, a feature um, band um, performing as well. We have... The Lavender Country Band, which mostly uh, is really good musicians out of St. Louis who happen to be as activist-oriented as I am. So it's <laughs> I have this great band with really good musicians who are on board with me politically, which is like who gets that, and that's really exciting. And also i got to say we're, we're having the anointed back. And mm -hmm. the anointed were our opening act when we, when we did Bloomington last year. And they were a stitch and a scream and a gas. And uh, the lesbians that are here doing the anointed, or just, you just have to see them. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, go ahead and upstage, Lavender Country. You're so good, right? So I'm, <laughs> oh. I'm just really, really happy to be doing the show with, with the lesbians who do the anointed from around here and getting them all back together. And I, I, I really want to plug them because they're just so fabulous. Well, that's so that's so fabulous. Um, we are so excited. We are looking so forward to it. Tonight, the back door, 8.30. Everybody be over there because it's going to be the anointed and lavender country. And you've never seen anything like this, I would have to say. Patrick, thanks again. You're welcome. You know, it's true. You won't see anything like lavender country anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Patrick, we heard Lavender Country earlier. We were talking about um, all of the songs that Lavender Country has um, written and performed. There is a, a special song uh, that we're playing tonight uh, that um, I'd like for you to maybe give a little short background about maybe. I, it's called I Can't Shake the Stranger Out of You. Uh, I will talk about it a little bit. In this culture, we are not trained how to love one another as men. Men are not trained to love one another. We're trained to compete and to fight. And so when we... Things are better now because things are developing and unfolding. But in 1970, when, when gay men were coming out, we, ha we had no idea how to love one another. We, uh, we didn't know how that job was done. Mm -hmm. Um. And it was very difficult for us, as it is for a lot of people, to distinguish the difference between hot sex and real intimacy. And we got confused a lot <laughs> by that. Have you ever been confused by that? <laughs> you don't have to answer, honey. I already know. <laughs> uh, so, um, but that, and so that's what the song's about. What is the difference between hot sex and true intimacy and how do we distinguish one from the other and not fall into the trap of thinking that because someone was a hot sexual contact that that means that they're going to be a good intimate partner. That's not necessarily true, right? <laughs> so, no, so that's, that's what I can't shake the stranger out of you is about. All right, and so let's hear it. Yeah. 
I Can't Shake the Stranger Out of You by Lavender Country, who's playing tonight at the Back Door in Bloomington. Support for WFHB and Blooming Out comes from the Back Door, downtown Bloomington's queer bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, there's something from for everyone every day of the week. The Back Door is located at 207 South College in the alley behind Atlas Bar, and more information is on their Facebook page or website at bckdoor.com. Blooming Out is also supported by the Quarrylands Men Chorus, Bloomington's premier choir for gay, bi, and trans men and their allies. More information about that group can be found online at quarryland.org. Now back to Blooming Out here on WFHB. And we are back on uh, Blooming Out on WFHB. We are very fortunate this evening to have uh, members of the annual Spencer Pride Festival um, joining us and talking about the Pride activities, which will be Saturday, June the 3rd, right? Coming up um, weekend after next. So um, the event has um, vendors, food options, drag queens, a pet parade. (laughs) We could keep going on and on, right? So so welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So um, let's start by talking about the theme this year. Yeah, so our theme this year is We the People, given... uh, everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're very excited about that. A lot of our decorations will be catered to that theme, as well as we encourage our vendors, which we have over 90 of this year, to also be a part of the theme. So when we notify them where they are at the square, they get told the theme so they can prepare. Mm-hmm. And um, the the size, <laughs> it, it, I know for a fact, it has grown every year. What are we up to now as far as your, for example, the vendors then? Yeah, so we have over 90 this year. We take up the entire square around the courthouse. Uh, and then we have two streets that we take up. Uh, one has all our food vendors, so the food trucks will be there. And then on one side, we have our family fun area. So inflatables for people to enjoy. There's a dunk tank. And I actually have never been a part of this organization until this year, so I think it's cool to kind of know that it's grown so much since it's started. Right, and and, and please introduce yourself. I'm Catherine Topi. Um, I'm actually an intern through IU. Um, I'm working with the health center on campus and doing outreach with Spencer Pride and helping organize the festival and 
get things going with that, and I'll actually be working in the IU Health Center booth. Oh, there. that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, the thing that I like to point out to or bring up to anyone that's never been to Spencer Pride is the family friendly. And I love to, in this case especially, use the word family because it mm -hmm. truly, truly means family as in all ages, all 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 sexes, all genders, all you know every everyone um, that wants to just spend a lovely day in Spencer and enjoying a a, a great event and just being treated all day with all these fun things to do should should attend. Yeah, I think that's what's cool about Spencer Pride is it's kind of like a community organization where when you go, you don't feel as though it's another volunteer shift. It's almost like a community that you get to be a part of, which is cool to me. Sure. Now, um, the well, first of all, for anyone that wants to find out exactly what the lineup is and everything that they, they need to find out about who is where, when, you know, with... Uh, how do they find that out? Yeah, so, well, <clears throat> first off, my, I'm Greg. I, so I'm the, I was the lead on the Marketplace Committee, so I was in charge of getting this information out to our vendors. So the day of, we have our welcome booth that'll have a map where all the vendors are, who's who, and we have two locations with that information, as well as any volunteer can help you with that throughout the day. Uh, also, information will be posted on our Facebook page throughout the coming mm -hmm. days about our entertainers, some of whom you might have heard of, such as Coryland Men's Chorus. Uh, there will be some Zumba. We'll have a drag show. We have a pet parade that happens <laughs> in the middle of the day. So lots of exciting things to be a part of. Right. Now, the pet parade just started last year was the first year for it. Am I correct? I or don't believe so. I think it's... Has it been going for a while? I think so. Right. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> right, Judy, Judy next week will have much more, like... Ju Judy will, will she's correct She's been around us. with it forever. Right. <laughs> And then uh, it starts at 10 a.m. and runs till 5 p.m. So you can come and go as you please. It's a, a nice day of fun with the family and friends. Mm -hmm. And the pet parade's at 1230. So oh, okay. Just All right. so you know. <laughs> so, and yeah. anyone's welcome. Sure, sure. And the, um, I mean, there are so many different things to enjoy there. Um, I know a lot of people really do enjoy the drag show, mm -hmm. um, which is um, always... A, a spectacular, really wonderful event, and that that begins this year at four p.m. Four. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the interaction with the kids in the audience and the drag show. All I can say is it has to be experienced <laughs> and seen to be believed. I can't wait. Yeah, this is my first festival, so I'm excited to like see everything in action. Hopefully this year the drag queens don't have to perform in the rain like right? last year, which was as unfortunate as it was, it was pretty exciting to see some of them just keep going with it, holding an umbrella, just dancing mm. in their heels mm. in the wet rain, mm -hmm. and it was just... They rocked it out, and, <laughs> and it was it was amazing, yeah. Um, I was singing with Coryland uh, men's chorus at the time we were on the stage, and um, we got everyone's attention with the, the incoming storm, let, let me tell you, uh, before we started singing. The, um, so so vendor-wise, you have um, so it, how, how many? Or so who? we have over 90, okay. and they range from things such as animal welfare to nonprofits like Motorway House or uh, CIE, which is a foreign exchange student program. Uh, we have food. We have people sending, ver selling various items that they've either made themselves or other retail merchandise. And then some of our sponsors will be there. So uh, Ivy Tech. Um, other sponsors include the Walmart's and Spencer, Bloomington, Martinsville. Cook is a big sponsor. Boston Scientific, uh, Flinch Lake Resort. Um, so yeah, lots of exciting things to see. And it's like I said, it's all around the square, so you can keep just walking around and seeing something new. Mm -hmm. right. And French Lick is actually offering a a little staycation for the, um, the raffle. The raffle, nice. yeah. And so those can actually be bought prior to the festival in the um, Unity store in mm -hmm. Spencer. Um, and then they can also be bought at the festival throughout the day. 
And if you haven't seen them, this year we have two billboards. Uh, one's actually in Spencer, and one is on I-70 at the Cloverdale exit. I was going to ask you about the billboards, because <laughs> I've, I've seen some of that activity on Facebook, and it is so impressive. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're very excited. They went over really well last year, so we, we did them again this year. Right. Great. That's awesome. So, um. We are, so we're looking at uh, it June 3rd, mm-hmm. um, Saturday after next, Spencer Pride. Um, you name it. There's just, ju- there's just everything to do. And it is the only um, drag show that is held on a courthouse lawn. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's pretty safe to yeah. say. Yeah. If there is another one in the country, I've never heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just a day. It's a free admission, so it's free entertainment, free family fun. So just come out and have a good time. Yeah, just have a blast. It's your day. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you guys so much for being uh, on the show with us today and for talking with us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you, Catherine and Greg. Thanks. And we will finish tonight's music selection by continuing on with our featured guest. Here is Lavender Country's Waltzing Will Trilogy. Walton Will was soft and sweet The way he waltzed was too hippy For a psychiatrist to think was fit So they said, hey son, we think we should sneak you a slug A raw manhood, the state hospital's just the place to get one Now they call him a queer sickie They hurt him to group therapy They lock him up at night so he don't escape
that was Lavender Country's Waltzing Will Trilogy. And to finish out tonight's show, it's time for your weekly LGBTQ plus area event calendar. HIV testing will continue to be provided by Positive Link throughout the summer on the first and third Thursday of each month at the LGBTQ plus Culture Center. This free, confidential 20-minute testing can be scheduled by contacting the LGBTQ plus Culture Center. An IU staff member is forming a meetup group open to Bloomington area LGBTQ plus adults of all ages. If you're in town and would like to join like-minded folks for fun social activities, learn more by visiting www.meetup.com slash Bloomington dash LGBTQ dash social dash meetup. The annual Spencer Pride F uh, Festival will be kicking off Pride season activities on Saturday, June the 3rd. This all-ages event has many vendors, food options, drag queens, a pet parade, and more. The 2017 festival will begin at 10 a.m. and run until 5 p.m. on Owen County Courthouse Square. More information can be found on Facebook. Follow that up by attending the Circle City in Pride Parade and Festival in Indianapolis on June 10th and the Equality March for Unity and Pride in Washington, D.C. on June 11th. And that is all the time that we have for you this evening. We would like to thank you for tuning in tonight. If you are interested in volunteering here at WFHB or for our show, contact volunteer at wfhb.org. You can also call us at 812-323-1200, tweet us at bloomingoutwfhb, visit our Blooming Out Facebook page, or find us on Instagram. The executive producer of Blooming Out, Joe Crawford, the producer is Ryan Shaddy. The associate producer and music procure is Grace Thumser. Our board engineer is Jesse Grubb. The news director is Noelle Phillips. Finally, our theme music is an original composition produced for Blooming Out by Aaron Gage. For Blooming Out and Jeff Pulling, I'm Colin Schasperger. Please tune in again next Thursday at 5.30 p.m. and visit us online at bloomingout.com. Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ plus radio program, airs every Thursday evening here on WFHB at 5.30 p.m. You can also stream us 24 hours a day, seven days a week on WFHB.org or BloomingOut.com. Thank you for listening. Please tune in again next week to Blooming Out. Blooming Out.